We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Folks, you know the deal when we talk mailbags. Put the MB before the question, mailbag before the question, so we can distinguish what is a mailbag question and what is just general chatter. Because obviously we have over 1,500 people in this chat right now. Again, hit that like button, but make sure you hit that mailbag in the chat as well. A lot of great questions. Brian, we had a ton of super chats I saw earlier as well. Yeah, we're going to get those. People are fired up, man. Fired yes, up. Let's just we're just gonna go top to bottom on the super chats and then kind of get into some of the other uh, non super. We'll yeah. get to if you didn't send a super chat, we're not ignoring you. I promise, we'll get to you. Yeah, but we're just showing appreciation to those that gave super chats. But we're gonna start off with my guy Raymond Harton and Raymond with the super chat. Thank you so much, sir. Marcus Freeman era. Love this hire. Same, yeah. sir. Big fan of this yeah. hire. Also had Florida Irish with a big super chat. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. What a change from Brian Kelly to Marcus Freeman. BK, yeah, BK was playing checkers with his coaching hires when Coach Freeman is playing chess. P.S. Merry Christmas and thanks for all the hard work during signing day. Thank you so much for tuning Appreciate in and listening. Look, I'm not going to say that, like, this is all great, and I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But but it, it is kind of, I just get, his question made me think of something else, Ryan. It is funny how things work out sometimes. And I would have been very happy with the Andy Ludwig hire. Last year. Oh, yeah. Very happy yeah. with that. Love Andy Ludwig. But I like this hire more. But if you met if you if you hire Andy Ludwig last year, this hire doesn't happen. Sure. That's sure. the reality. It's like it. happens for a reason. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and we'd be happy with Andy Ludwig. I mean, it wouldn't be like a man, I wish we could have Mike Debrock because he wasn't a free agent. You know what I mean? Like I've been happy with I was with a big Andy fan Ludwig. of Andy Ludwig. Yeah. Oh, yep. big time, Ryan. You you and I would have been, but but to me, this is a higher ceiling higher. And and here's the biggest reason why. Take X's and O's out of it. Because I would actually argue Andy Ludwig's a little bit more of a creative, you know, yeah. coach because he's kind of had to be. Yeah. 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 But there's a, a recruiting dynamic that's not even close. And Andy Ludwig is a guy that you were going to need Freeman and Chad and the offensive coaches to kind of go out there and get him players. He was going to be an okay recruiter, you know, solid recruiter. But Denbrock, if he's anything like he was the last go round, is going to be a dude. And it's going to be so much easier for him to recruit now, too, because he has a the track record he has. Guys, let me let's just talk about some of the guys that are on Mike Dembrock's resume in the last 10 years. 
right? I mean, Deshaun Kaiser, Will Fuller, Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors. I mean, Desmond C. Ritter, CJ Prosize. Pro <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of yeah. dudes on his resume that hey, we we've had a lot of guys go in the NFL and be high draft picks, you know. And and uh, you know, he was there in the Quentin Nelson era, Mike McGlinchey, Ronnie Stanley. You know, he was the tight ends coach for those for those for some of those teams. I mean, he was the I mean, I, I believe Mike Dembrock started coaching tight ends in their name in 20, 2010 and twenty eleven. Do you remember what kind of happened in 2010 and 2011? You had this cat named Kyle Rudolph, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Kyle, was comes Tyler Eifert, right? It's That's another player. guy on Mike Dembrek's resume. Then he moves to wide receivers and and does what he does, you know, with wide receivers, recruiting and, and, and coaching up Will Fuller and the different guys he had there. TJ Jones went and played in the NFL. DeVars would have if he didn't get in trouble. Uh, you know, it just just the track record that he had was just outstanding. It's just truly outstanding. And uh, – yep. Man, it just—it's hard not to be fired up. And he had a couple guys, I believe, at tight end of Cincinnati when he got drafted as well. I know the, the oh, Wiley yeah. kid got drafted, right? Did Leonard Taylor get yeah. drafted? Josh Wiley, Leonard Taylor either got a late round or a PFA, but yeah, he got yeah. an opportunity though. He had an opportunity. Yeah. So the track record speaks for itself, Ryan. I mean, yes, it, you know, it—it's gonna his resume is so much more impressive now in the recruiting trail than it was when he was out getting Kavari Russell and Javon McKinley and. Ronnie Stanley yep. and guys like that. It's just far more impressive now than it was then. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Factor has been a great friend of the Driscoll household this month. Not only are we super busy with work and everything going on with Notre Dame football, we're also dealing with a house remodel. And even thinking about cooking stresses me out, which is why I'm so thankful we found Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals that can be on your plate in minutes. It has literally saved me hours of prep, cooking, and cleaning time during an incredibly busy season for us. And their fresh but and never frozen meals got delivered right to my doorstep, which also saved me plenty of shopping time. On top of that, the flavor is outstanding. Whether it's the chicken taco bowl I had for dinner last night or my personal favorite so far, which is a filet over a mushroom risotto, I'm eating healthy meals but not sacrificing flavor. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holiday. You can choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals that also support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie-smart, vegan, keto, 
Protein Plus, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off today. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. Definitely give it a try. We did, and we love it. I would also say with him being, you know, right around 60 years old and having the experience he has too, I don't think Marcus Freeman's bringing him in to run Marcus Freeman's offense, right? Like you're bringing him yeah. in to be himself. Like there's an identity well, aspect, right. but like but, you're still running your offense. Correct. But he also knows that he also knows what my De- Mike Denbrock's philosophy is, and it's in line with what he does. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, and, and we'll we'll dive more into this. If if Mike Denbrock and there was a really good question that was asked about this that we'll get into later. If Mike Denbrock's running the offense he wants to run, it's going to be a balanced offense. It's not going to be throwing for 350 yards a game and running for 120. Now, he'll do that if he needs to. That's what the personnel dictates. But that's not what he'll want to recruit to. Yeah. And, and so, to me, it's like, look at look at what, the, what drove their recruiting classes when he was the OC. You know, 15, 14, they signed Quentin Nelson, Alex Barr, Sam Mustafer. 15, they signed Jerry Tillery, Tristan Hodge. 16, they signed Liam Eikenberg, Tommy Kramer. You know what I mean? Like, guess what they were doing? Yeah. They were loading up on big-time offensive linemen. You know, the, 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 that's not a – 2015, you know, they go out there in 2015 and they sign a, a one-two running back punch of Josh Adams and Dexter Williams. That doesn't happen because he wants to throw the ball all over the yard. Sure. They don't go get Malik Zaire and, and Deshaun Kaiser – and Brandon Wimbush and back-to-back-to-back classes because they want to drop back and throw the ball 50 times, right? They want to throw the ball down the field, and they want to run the football and be balanced and, like you said, use their personnel. And even things like how he used Amir Carlisle in 2015 will show you that, like, Amir's not a dude, like, where he's the guy we got to design seven, eight touches for a game. He's not Will Fuller, but this is a kid that brings value in these areas, and we're going to get him the football and utilize his skills in these areas. Even just like something simple as like the wheel route they ran in the second half against Clemson. Because Clemson was basically coming up playing man defense and saying, we're not going to let you get the ball down the field. You're not going to have enough time to throw the ball down the field. It's wet and rainy. And they saw that Notre Dame had a, early in the first game, first half had a couple big play opportunities that, that Deshaun missed, and they weren't going to let him have that again. So what is Denbrock? He sees that, comes out, runs a wheel route with, C, with C.J. Procise, Drops over the top, boom, 56-yard touchdown, Notre Dame's back in the game. It's like you'll see stuff like that. And um, he has certainly has a track record of, of doing that. And and But I think he, stri- he wants to be balanced. And so, so you are correct. Mike Dembrock's not coming here to say, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. But Marcus yep. Freeman is saying, this is what I believe in. He believes in it as well because we went, we did battle together for three, you know, for, for 17, 18, 19, 20, four years. I, what he believes in is what is what I believe in, and he's someone who can go run the offense. You know, he he's not, he's an experienced guy. I don't have to kind of make sure I'm directing him the way that maybe you did previous OCs. Mike, you're coming here because you're the head coach of the offense, and I'm the head coach of the football team, and that's sure. huge. And, and if Al Golden stays, you're going to have two veteran, very productive, smart football coaches that are going to make each other better. There's no doubt about it. And one of the best coordinator pairings that Notre Dame has had in several years now. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, 100%. Because that's always what was missing. Like when Mike Denbrock was the OC at Notre Dame, there was always the, what if he had, I mean, how many times have we said this? Because I, I remember somebody was like, if 
if you could take the 2017 coaching staff and put it on the 2015 team. And my counter was like, forget that. Just take the 2017 defensive staff. And that's coming from someone who loves Chip Long. But I'm like, they had the offensive staff in place. They had Tony Alford. They had Mike Dembrock. You know, they had, or no, actually, Tony Alford left after 14. But they had Mike Dembrock. They had Harry Heastan. And it was like, you had the players. You just needed the defensive coaches. And, uh, man, you, he, he whew, goodness gracious, I'm fired up about this. We had Brian Chesinick with the Super Chat. Thank you so much, Brian. I've listened to Driscoll for almost a decade now. My biggest takeaway is Notre Dame can really do this, but with the right people, I it's never the enemy. It's always your own people, Nas. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and, and yeah, and that's what's so exciting about this is. What, what a poet, Nas. What a poet. Yeah, he was. Tremendous lyricist, by the way. Uh, he's certainly in my top five all time. But it's just one of those things, Ryan. And I know you. I know you and I have agreed on this for a while. There's nothing inherent about Notre Dame that makes it impossible to win a championship outside of yep. their unwillingness to do what it takes to go out and make it, you know, do what they need to do to Splash. win a championship. Right. Yeah. And, and um, this move kind of wasn't, and look, we can have whatever opinion we want about Lauren Landau. And and I have my reservations as someone who's not a strength guy. And I've said, like, you know, as a coach, I'm just like, guy's only been doing it for five years. I have some concerns. But anyone you talk to that knows anything about strength conditioning will tell you this guy is legit. Anyone that's worked with him, who's played professional sports, will tell you, right, this guy's legit. So, I, you know, you, you trust that. But the fact is, is this took a substantial financial commitment to get him. It took a substantial financial commitment to get Mike Dembrock. And from what I'm told, that was never a it was never a question. It was like Marcus Freeman didn't go into this process from what I'm told, thinking, gee, I hope that they'll support me. It was just okay, do what you it was basically do what you have to do. And as long as we kind of support, I mean, you got to make sure you don't go out some get some guy who's an awful human being, but he's got, you know, sure. you know what but as long as the guy fits what we're trying to do as an institution, do what you got to do and we'll support you. That is a, we can debate whether it's been like that or it doesn't matter. I don't care what it's been like. I'm telling y'all what it's like right now. And yep. that's huge, huge for Notre Dame. We had John A1. What's up, John? Well, he can coach tight ends. He was twice the tight end coach, position coach at Notre Dame to 2002 to 2004 at Anthony Fasano. Fasano, excuse me. 2010, Kyle Rudolph. Denbrock is the perfect hire. I forgot about that. I forgot about it at Fasano. You know who else? Fasano's a good he player, had? man. Yeah, hold on a second. I actually, I actually John think Carlson he, too. Uh, uh, John came. I think John was in the 05. I have to go back and look, but I think John was in the 05. I, I'll, I'll look at that, Ryan. Just give me one second. Because okay. um, there's something else I'm looking at here real quick too that, that I think is kind of funny. Uh, let's see here. Because I, I believe, nope, it's not him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find this because I believe I could be wrong on this, and I don't want to say it if I'm if I'm inaccurate. But it looks like the stats are not up there. But I I thought that he also coached Marcus Freeman, um, as well at Notre Dame, but not that Marcus Freeman. But he might have been actually a little bit before. You remember they had a tight end from uh, Creighton Durham Hall in Minnesota whose name was Marcus Freeman, who played I tight end that. at Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, well, you were, you would have been pretty young at the time, Ryan. Yeah. But no, I mean, you're, you're correct. You were correct. Was he also handsome? Like our Marcus Freeman? I don't remember. 
It's not usually <laughs> part of my evaluation process of players. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, the, the track record is impressive. I mean, he's coached NFL guys at tight end. He's coached NFL guys at, at, uh, at, at uh, wide receiver. And, and again, he was also his, but in 2012, two, 2002 to four, he was also the tackles coach. So, yeah. yeah. Versatile. Mm-hmm. He's a football coach. I mean, that's what it used to be like that. You, you know, you got to coach a little, you have to know everything. And it's, it, was, it wasn't as specialized as it kind of is now with younger people. Sure. BK from ND. Thank you so much for the super chat. Brian, I need you to see this. Earlier today, I spelled your name with an I on the message board. We have the same name, both spelled with a Y, and I still screwed it up. My apologies. Take my money. <laughs> I mean, it's only a 50 spot when you spell my name wrong and we have the same name, man. That's because it's rare. We don't have a lot of people like Brian's with, Brian with Y's. We got to stick together, man. You know, you can't throw me in that Brian with an I category. That was hurtful. I was hurt by that, but I'll forgive you for your super chat. I forgive you. <laughs> I, I love the end there, though. Take my money. Yeah, gladly. Take it. Thank you, sir. Just take it. Steve, uh, Steve Rolf. Thank you so much, Steve. Just, and super chat. Very much appreciated. Just ordered a shirt from the IB store. All the people in the chat should treat themselves to some gear in there. Agreed. We'll yeah, the hat on. Have, Brian's got the yeah. gap closer shirt on. That's I got this right. flag behind me. Yes, sir. Normally we save that for recruiting, man. But I just, you know what? I was so fired up today. I'm like, man, I'm wearing yeah. this anyway. Well, he is a gap I closer. Am, I would yes, agree. I am very fired up. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Steve actually got the gold IB shirt. We haven't sold many though, so he's going to get the gold one. That's awesome. Appreciate you, buddy, very, very much. It's Shaqu- Shaquille Oatmeal. Thank you so much, Shaquille. Super chat. Hi, guys. Does today's news mean we're not getting Kirby more? Jokes aside, great job and support from the administration and boosters. Let's hope this is the new standard and approach. I mean, I mean, that's that's the big thing, Shaquille. Like it's the it's the support, right? Like it's the approach to making a statement, which I think is a great positive step. There's no doubt about it. And yes, no, I, I can guarantee next year Kirby Moore will not be in South Bend. Mm-hmm. Guarantee that. I, yep. I promise you. I don't promise a lot of things. I promise you that. Yeah, I here's the thing too, Ryan, is the the conversations I've had are not like they did this just for this particular move, that this is just like Notre Dame's kind of like had this, of course we were going to pay whatever we needed to pay to get the best guy. Yep. Not like a, well, it's a special situation because we love Mike Denbrock or because we want to change perception. It was like, of course, this is what we're, this is, we're Notre Dame. That's been different. You know, we're in the past. They can say whatever they want about, well, it's always been this way. No, it wasn't. I, I've been here a long time. I've covered this program for a long time. No, it hasn't always been that way. And 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 as we said last year, the thing with Andy Ludwig last year was not about Notre Dame being unwilling to pay $2.8 million or unable. It was a it was just a bungled process Situation, on right. multiple sides. Right. Yep. And 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 I also don't believe that this is a we need to overcome the perception of last year. So we'll do this this time. That that hasn't been a conversation that I've that I've had with anybody. It was a this is what the head football coach thinks he needs to go out and win a championship, and we're going to give it to him because he's earned it. We support him, and that's what it was. I mean, I have heard nothing but that this entire process because because like my whole thing at the beginning was like, well, you're not going to be able to get Denbrock, and I had somebody you know th- this isn't the first time Marcus Freeman's pursued Mike Denbrock. Uh, but this is the first time it was more of a, I have to get this done type of yeah. situation. And I don't think that Mike Denbrock would have been willing to leave a year ago, to be honest with you, just for a host of reasons, but timing is everything. And it worked out wonderfully. 
and I and again, I think the stability piece that comes with this hire, Ryan, is important after you've had two off you're gonna have your third offensive coordinator in three years. Some semblance that there's gonna be some stability. And the fact that you got a guy that's gonna very much fit the transfer quarterback you got. I mean, I said this before, he's had three quarterbacks in his time as OC, Ryan, rush for 10 or more touchdowns in a season. And he had another and ever goals in the rush for eight. Yeah. You know, so you know, Riley Leonard's gonna fit that very well. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's gonna watch a lot of Gene Daniels film from last oh, yeah. year. Lou Holtz, Thunder and Bolts. Thank you so much for the super chat. Crazy where we were one month ago with the wide receiver room to where we are today. If the last month isn't a snapshot of Mark of um MD's who's MD? I think it's Marcus. Um I think it's just I think it would be Mike for Marcus Freeman. I don't I don't know. Okay. Bumpy road to the mountaintop. Yeah. All right, let's say Marcus Freeman's Marcus Freeman's bumpy road to the mountaintop. I don't know what is onward to the mountaintop, man. I'll tell you what, Ryan, it, it, you talk about a roller coaster ride. I mean, and we're still on the ascent of this one, but you know, after yes. the season, you, you fire Chancey Stuckey three days after the season, within a week of the season ending, you've basically lost half your receiving core. You've had a bunch of other guys tr- jumping a portal. Everybody's flipping out, losing their minds over everything. And then, as you said, no drama on signing day. I loved the first question you asked Kinks' mom. Like, look, there's all this noise out there. Because you already knew the answer. Because this is the answer she'd been giving you for the last month. Right. You know, this is the answer they've been giving Notre Dame for the last month. This was an OSU-generated drama that had nothing to do with Notre Dame other than they wanted Notre Dame's guy. There was never going to be a a deal. And, um, man, it's just – it's been some very good news lately i mean mike brown i think was a great hire you've got some players in the last couple of weeks that have announced they're staying which is important mm-hmm. it's boy it's fire i'm fired up yeah it's never as bad as you think it's never as good as you no think. that's what i always no. say it's not it's not okay grant thank you oh wow thank you so much yeah, sir, sir we really appreciate that 2024 class signed denbrock returns go irish yes sir yeah. agreed yeah i appreciate you man it's uh whew. yeah Got another one from RJG Irving, my man. Thank you. Yep, thank you so much. Thanks for a great year of shows and articles. Merry Christmas to the IB team. You as well. Yes, yes. Very Merry Christmas present for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Three days away from Christmas, and this is the news that we get. Uh, Yes. You know, you've hired a a heck of a football coach and also a, a great human being. Like, man, it's great. It's great circulating quickly too. My my wife literally texted me like an hour ago. It was like I saw the Notre Dame offensive coordinator news. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. So yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. We had a super chat from Doctor Petro. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas, IB team. Always a quality product. Thank you so much. Very much appreciate yeah. that. Yep. If anybody missed the two interviews we did in the beginning of the show also with Cam Williams and Taliuta Viliamo Asa, you should go check those out because they're two great people, by the way. Yes. Yep. No doubt. I also like saying Taliuta. I think that's a mm-hmm. great name, by the way. Love it. Wade Garrett with the Super Chat. Thank you so much. What's the difference between Mike Denbrock and Parker slash Reese? What makes him so good? And Merry Christmas to Brian, uh, to BD and your family and Ryan and your growing family. Thank you so much for that, Wade. I very much appreciate that so much. Brian, I, I don't think it's like schematically. I mean, there's obviously going to be some differences, but 
at the core, I would say Mike Danbrock's a pro style guy. Like he, you know, he likes to go under center a decent amount. He's kind of a, you know, he'll run some heavy personnel at times. Like he'll use multiple tight ends. He's not like, it's nothing that's out of the realm of like, oh my exotic, right? It's more about, I think the experience has allowed him to understand how to utilize things a little bit more appropriately consistently is kind of how I would put it, right? Your mm-hmm. best players this year are Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, right? And in another given year, your best your best player offensively is arguably Jerome Ford. So you become a little bit more run heavy. Like that's just kind of the approach I think that he can take is that with his experience, he understands how to utilize his skill the best possible way, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I think that's absolutely right. Absolutely right, Ryan. And, and yeah, I'll just leave it at that because I don't think people take it the right way. But yes, yes. I mean, look, he has he has things he believes in schematically. I promise you that every coach does. That's worth a grain of salt. You have things that you that you that you say, hey, in this moment we're going to go here. But with Denbrock, it's going to vary from year to year because it's going to be more generated by who we are. Who yeah. do I have a quarterback? Hey, we could run this play with Everett a quarterback. I can't run this play with Deshaun a quarterback. Or we could run this run scheme with Malika quarterback, but I don't want to run that with. Ian Book a quarterback, you know, because Malik was a little sturdier. Or we would do this with Deshaun Kaiser, but I can't do that with Ian Book, you know, just as an example. I mean, he didn't coach Ian Book. I'm just making a point because Deshaun Kaiser was 6'4", 240, and Ian Book's 200 pounds, right? So, like, I'm not going to run as much Q power with him as I did with Deshaun, right? I mean, so there's always those points. I'm going to throw the the go ball more with Malik than I would with Jack Cohn kind of thing, right? He's going to tailor it to what his team is, but – Within that, there's philosophies he believes in, but it comes down to, and you know, you talked about this, Ryan. He is someone who's very much a player driven coach. And what I mean by that is he is going to look at the team he has, not the team he wants, and, and tailor to it with certain philosophies that don't change. And then you go recruit the team that you want. That's what you do. And um, that's going to be a big part of it. Absolutely. We have Brandon Plensner. What's up, Brandon? Thank you for the super chat, sir. Appreciate it. How confident are you that Marcus Freeman lets Den- Denbrock run the offense his way with his scheme, philosophy? Will he let him open it up? P.S. Merry Christmas, Vince. Well, again, yes, he's going to run his offense, but part of the reason you bring a guy like this in is because it's going to be a seamless transition, right? There's going to be a lot of the same terminology, Ryan. There's going to be a lot of the same emphasis on certain things. This isn't going to be a, a throw this playbook out. Bring, I mean, he's going to adapt to the terminology that's already here and all that kind of stuff, yep. and like we always hear. But he's going to run the offense the way he wants to run the offense. That's That's the whole point. And he's not making this move if that's not happening. Uh, and I want to say something too about people talking about Vince. So like, again, when Vince made the comment he did about, you know, he was a little too strong on it, you know, but even at the time we were saying it's unlikely going to happen. And we weren't, I don't, weren't, even, know. I don't even know what this comment was. So he I made it. He's like, there's no way that he, Denbrock's going to come. Ah, right. Okay. And, but we even said at the very beginning, it's very unlikely because yes. at the time it was unlikely. He was not planning on coming. And also Vince knows people that know the Denbrock's. And that was what they were being told is he's not, he's not leaving LSU. It wasn't that he doesn't want to come to their name. It's he's not leaving LSU. Can, can I say this, Brian? Can yeah. I say this to, to strengthen your thing? I literally talked, I talked to my source from LSU that kind of talked about this today. That they were a little surprised yesterday. I talked to him and he was adamant to like Mike Denbrock's not going to Notre right. Dame yesterday. Just right. yesterday. I LSU was sports very connected who said the same thing. He's yes. not leaving. So, so, so this wasn't like ago, a definitive thing from the right. star is the point. A week now, you should never say never, right? And I talked to Vince about that, but there was nothing wrong with what he said as far as the belief that he wasn't coming. 
there's a reason that we were reporting that Kirby Moore was probably going to be the guy. And we, it's just what Nessa was reporting that because at the time, I don't think Denbrock was planning on leaving, but just the sales pitch from Coach Freeman. And I, and I also think too, Mike Denbrock was here during a time when Notre Dame was not really committing to football the way that he's seen at other places, especially in the SEC. The yeah. fact that they were willing to kind of do what they did to get him was a bit of an eye. When, when they came back with, hey, we'll do this, that was a very eye-opening thing for him. Like, wow, this isn't the Notre Dame that I remember. Because I promise you this, I can say this with 100% certainty. Mike Denbrock is what there are some Notre Dame coaches, Ryan, over the years that have had this sort of, well, you can't win here mentality because they didn't yeah. want to do the work. Mike Denbrock is not one of those coaches. Chip Long was not one of those coaches. Harry Heastan was not one of those coaches. Tony Alford was not one of those coaches. And, and there haven't actually been many of them. He's always been someone that would say, if we can do this, this, and this, we can flat out win here. And it was never, if we can pay players, if we can get in kids with 2.0s, it was never that. It was, if we can really be the best version of Notre Dame, Meaning, right. like, buy into who we are. Buy into the kids are got to be different here. Let I uh, let, no, I know who I got to go recruit, but just give us the resources we need to go do those things. We can win here. I think sure. that was a statement to Mike Denbrock too. Like, hey, this isn't the same old Notre Dame that you that you were a part of in 02 to 04, or even you know because they were just Jack was just starting to really get the projects rolling when Mike Denbrock was in his last couple years in Notre Dame. You know, and and I don't think they opened up the. I mean, they were doing renovations for his last two years. They were still doing renovations on. The, he never saw the completed crossroads project. He's never seen the indoor facility. You know, a lot of those things are still are are really new, and yep. and and he realized like this is not this is not the Notre Dame I was a part of twenty years ago, and not even the Notre Dame I was a part of eight, seven, six, seven years ago, and and I don't think that can be lost on it as well. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. But we also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. And the holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, Give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. This is the best time of the year. It's bowl season and Christmas is right around the corner. So whether you're looking for tickets to the Sun Bowl to watch Notre Dame take on Oregon State or looking for tickets to a Christmas concert or comedy show, or just looking for a great last-minute gift, Game Time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. 
Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. We had Kay Grant with another one. Kay Grant, appreciate it. Oh, and nice shirt, Brian. Yes, man. I, I wore this shirt on purpose because gap closers aren't just players, man. Not just players. It's very, true. it's very true. John B with the super sticker. Thank you so much, John. Very much appreciated, sir. Aiden Benami. What's up, man? Appreciate you. National Signing Day IB show was absolutely amazing. Those interviews and hearing all the stories, great. Also, how amazing Notre Dame is as a whole. Ryan, you killed it and hosted that show with ease. Hard to do that for five hours. Thank you, IB team. I didn't thank you so much, man. And obviously appreciate Brian and Sean for also being on the show because that obviously. Dude, I was on the there stress. for five minutes. Bro. That's fine, man. I was hey. five minutes. It's not, <laughs> Take not the, the compliment. It's, it's, Take the the quali- the it's the quality of the time, not the quantity. How many time. people did I schedule for the show on Friday? I don't know. None, I guess. I don't know. No, you <laughs> did that. I, don't know. I mean, take the compliment. Yeah. Did a great I'll job. And, and Ryan did feel it like I feel it after five hour show. Cause Ryan was like, uh, what's our plan for today? Cause my, that's yeah. why I led yesterday. My voice was hoarse. I, my voice right. was hoarse I led yesterday. the show. I did the, the intro and all that. So we could save yeah. Ryan's voice a little bit. And so he didn't have to do yeah. all that as well. Cause it is hard, especially if you don't do it all the time, you know, like I do a show every yeah. day and, and you know, when I do it with Sean, we go five hours, but that's also because Sean will talk a lot too. And, you know, but a lot of that was, you know, I mean, Ryan scheduled it and carried it out, and it was a it was a great job, man. Absolutely great job. My my, my wife actually appreciated; it. she didn't have to hear me as much. Um, Ida Benami <laughs> with another one. Appreciate you, sir. Gap closing. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, thank sir. you, sir. Thank yes, you, thank sir. you. Tyrell Wilson, thank you so much for the super chat. Tyrell says there's a wide receiver named Natarian Tuggle. He also goes by Nitro, Nitro. if you didn't know that. Yeah. Right in Notre Dame's backyard, top 100 player on Rivals. Went to Georgia, took three visits to Notre Dame, but no offer. Was this an academic issue? I, you know, I don't like saying that directly. I'll just say it wasn't a fit. The fit wasn't they, making sense. Yeah. They didn't, yeah. they didn't dislike him as a football player. They weren't as high on him as the top 100 player, though. I'll say that. Even yeah. with... The other part, I don't know that he would have been a guy like I'll just say this flat out, other issues aside, they liked Isaiah Canyon, Micah Gilbert, and of course Cam Williams better than him. That's just yes. And they got those guys early. You know, so, so maybe good, they man. might have like huh? he's good. He's good. He's, good. he's like, he's he, like a top two fifty kid to me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Exactly. Good he's player. more on the same line as Logan Saldate from a ranking standpoint for me That's than fair. Micah Gilbert or or, or Cam Williams. Uh, nice yes. player, but you know the backyard thing shouldn't matter if the guy's not as good as the other player, and he's not as good as Isaiah Canyon, in my opinion. Yep. Definitely doesn't have his raw ability. Uh, so yeah, it's just it just the fit wasn't the fit wasn't there. 
Absolutely. But he's a good football player. Yep. Ed three. Thank you so much. Super chat. I'm just happy about the news. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Appreciate yep. you. Yep. Everybody's excited. Well, almost everybody's excited today. Throwing hands Irish with the super chat. Is it just me or does Notre Dame 2015 and 2023 LSU have a lot of similarities? Very much so. Yeah. Now, obviously, this year's LSU team was far more explosive than that 2015 Notre Dame team yeah. uh, for a host of reasons. And, and I would argue that the overall talent actually on that 2015 Notre Dame team was better, in my opinion, than 2015 overall because LSU had the advantage top to bottom at receiver. Right. Yeah. And, and, but Notre Dame had better running backs that year. And Notre Dame had a did far more talented backs. offensive line. Yeah. Now, Jaden Daniels was better than Deshaun Kaiser, but I don't think the talent gap was huge. Jaden's a fifth, fifth year senior and who had literally played five years. He never redshirted. And Deshaun who was, was a redshirt. Who, who was, who was bought in to everything right. that he needed to do to be right. great. Exactly. Yes. I mean, and look, huge shout out to Jaden. I mean, Mike Denbrock can do whatever the heck he wants, but if, if Jaden doesn't buy in and do the work to make himself the best player he could be, he doesn't yeah. do what he did this year. I mean, you don't have that kind of year just because your coaches are smart. You know, yep. you've got, you've got to go out there and, and do what you need to do and take the hits. And that kid took a beating this year and kept getting up, kept getting up, yes, kept getting up. Uh, if, but, if he, uh, if he had the Sean's Kaiser size, he might be uh, the first yeah. overall pick this year, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? So, and the yeah. 2015 Notre Dame defense also had way more talent than the 2023 LSU defense, like top to bottom. I mean, I'll, I'll see your Harold Perkins and raise you a Jalen Smith. You know I mean? All four of Notre Dame starting defensive linemen have pl played in the NFL. You know, Kavard Russell is a third round draft pick. Max Redfield should have been a much, I mean, a much better player. But that, that Notre Dame had a safety on that team that didn't even start, that started in the NFL, started more games in the NFL than he did for Notre Dame and Matthias Farley. Yeah. yeah. Like that team was loaded and it was just ruined. Um, now I'll say this LSU had a much better strength program under Jake Flint than Notre Dame had in 2015 under Phil Longo. I'll say that as well. Or Paul Longo, excuse me. I always get those two mm -hmm. confused. And and both teams, both teams have terrible defensive coordinators, which 100%. is funny. It's great. Right. That yeah. was definitely yeah. the thing that they had in common. And then they have the is, same who can't put it isn't all it, together. Isn't it very Brian Van Gorder-esque for Matt House to be back for LSU next 100%. year? Isn't that very BVG-esque? 100%. 100%. Charlie Weiss is last belt loop. Charlie, what's up, man? Thank you so much for super chat. Hi, IB. I always feel weird calling you Charlie, by the way, because I actually know your first name. But uh, right, same hi, here. IB. I've yeah. almost let it slip a couple times. Yes, this is fantastic news from a recruiting standpoint. Do you see there being a jump with having an OC like Denbrock? Sorry, just getting on the show. What should we expect with this new OC? Thank you, IB. Me, me, Ryan. I don't know that you can get much better than what they just landed on offense. I mean, if all in all honesty, uh, yep. You just signed. I mean, what did we give? We gave like A minus and or A grades out for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and offensive line. You know what yes. I mean? Like, you know, I what it does, however, Charlie, to your point is is this makes me feel better about it continuing because that's the yes. key. You've got to continue it. Sustainability. If you don't yep, build on this year's class and last year's class, Ryan, then it then it'll go yep. down. And sure. and so it's about being able to do it year after year after year. And yes, I think that helps because you've and the longer you keep Dylan McCall, the better. You know, Mike yep. Brown was a very strong hire as a coach. You've, you know, Joe Rudolph. Look, I've got concerns and question marks about Joe Rudolph as an offensive line coach. I mean, he's solid, but can he be good enough to, for another one championship? But Ryan, you know how many questions I have about him recruiting? Zero. No, no, he can zero. Recruit. Like even, really even well. Anthony Knapp, who I'm not high on, you can 100 percent like you 
I'm not as high on him as you are. You also picked him as a guy that you could miss on, right? Sure. But there's zero question right now watching his senior film why you're like, why did they take him? Yeah. Totally get it, right? Especially when you consider he's the the third or fourth guy in the class, third for you, fourth for me, or second for you, fourth for me. Second for me. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but he wasn't like a top five recruit in the class for you. Know? So, like, it's like you got other guys that were really good. You don't need Anthony Knapp to pan out to be, you know, for just, he's, you're not I hanging just want your hope line on him, right? I get that. I, but the point is, Burr. it's easy to understand why they went and got out on Anthony now. Sure. And sure. if that's your biggest question mark, I mean, look, he he had to get, he had to re-recruit Gibby Lambert. He had to re-recruit Peter yeah. Jones. Well, that that was that one was easier since Peter's running the class and really loved Notre Dame. But still, you had to make sure he was part of your. You had to re-recruit Styles Prescott. They just kicked yep. the twenty-five class off with Will Black. They're in a great position with Jack. Uh, was it Jack Lang? They're in a great Good position line. with Owen Strebig. I mean, they're, yep. you know, recruiting wise, I got no complaints with the job that Joe Rudolph is doing. That's a great sign. Now, if he can, you know, continue to make the offensive line better, that'll be even better. But you've got a chance to have a very good coaching staff, very good yes. coaching staff moving forward. No question. I agree. And thank I agree. you for super, Charlie. I appreciate you, man. You also feel a lot better about the development side of things for guys reaching their potential with Mike Denbrock as the OC. But yes, mm-hmm. Michael S. Is it the quarterback or the offensive coordinator that brings success? It's both. Both. Well, yeah, you can't you can't yeah. be successful without one or the other. I mean, you need both of them to be yeah. successful. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because if you if you have a really good OC but you don't have a good quarterback, like there's a cap on you, right? Like and right. yeah, vice versa as well. So yep. yep. Justin Knox with the super chat. Thank you. So Denbrock is by far the highest paid OC in the nation. The bot is stepping up. It's exciting especially when you bring in a guy who loves Notre Dame yeah I mean I don't know if the board of trustees necessarily has a lot to oh, do with this I'd have to I'd have to look yeah. into that and see what that means like if I mean I don't know that they're gonna like approve or disapprove I, I, like they did with the LSU thing that's a little bit different that's a state school so things just run a little bit different and states run th- their institutions differently I don't know what how Louisiana's works Ryan but when I look at this one it's like look Huge props to Jack Swarbrick. You know, I don't know what role Pete Bavacqua played, but just an overall commitment from the institution to do whatever they needed to do to go to win. I mean, that's what we're seeing, yeah. and that's that's absolutely huge, man. Absolutely huge. And, and look, my my motto has always been Ryan, and it's part of the reason that that I hired you, and it's it's what I, it's one of the reasons I hope you like working here. It's this right here is like, look, if if I don't care what my personal feelings are about you, whether I like you or don't like you or anything in between. If you do a good job, I'm going to praise you. If you don't do a good job, I'm going to criticize you. That's who I am. That's what I'm going to do. That's my job. And that's how I support my family, by being honest. And I know Jack Swarbrick's not just, you know, out the door. He's still got six months left as the AD. He's still in the, he's still involved in this. You know, he deserves a lot of credit. There's plenty of things to hammer him for, but he's done a lot of good things as the AD at Notre Dame. And if this is his last move, you know, you're hoping that this could be something that really takes him over the top. You're hoping. I mean, there's a lot to yeah. prove, but you're hoping that that can be the case. Uh, but but this this move doesn't happen just because Marcus Freeman wills it so. You yeah. you can't do this without support from the people, the, the high, higher ups in your institution. You just can't. You can't make, you can't, and I don't know if he is by far the highest paid OC. I would assume so, but the number has not been released. Notre Dame doesn't release coaching salaries very often. But guys, I'm just telling you the numbers I'm hearing. I'm be shocked if he's not shocked uh 
you don't do that if you don't have support from everyone in the decision making process. You right. know, it just it's it's big time. It's big time. And I'm sh- and I know for a fact that several donors a year ago made sure that Jack Swarbrick knew don't ever ever think that you know you had a, would have any problem raising money to do whatever you need to do when it comes to this type of thing. You know, not that he didn't already know that, but but that I I can assure you that was relayed to him a year ago. Rhino1134, thank you so much for the super chat. Isn't Mike Denbrock walking to a better situation in overall offensive talent at Notre Dame in 2024 than he would have had LSU next year? Riley Leonard should fit into a similar offensive scheme that he used for Jaden Daniels. Merry Christmas. Well, Ryan, uh, part of this depends on, I don't know the status of Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors. And then Ryan, Ryan leaves right when I needed the answer to that question. Uh, I'd have to go look and see what the status is there. If they're both gone, then Notre Dame is better at wide receiver. If quarterback, Notre Dame's way better. Um, offensive line, Notre Dame is better. Tight end, both pretty good position. If When Notre Dame gets healthy, they'll be better. Wide receiver or running back, Notre Dame's way better. So, yeah, I would say so. And, on, and honestly, you know, this is the best situation Mike Dembrock's ever walked into as an offensive coordinator. I mean, in, in 2014, he's coming off a year that they scored 27 points at a very disappointing 2013 season. At Cincinnati, he's coming off of a year they scored 19 points and 374 yards per game. At LSU, he's coming into a, 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 inheriting a team that scored 26 points and only had 368 yards of offense. So it's certainly the best situation he's ever walked into. There, there's no no doubt about that. Justin Knox with a super chat. Thank you, Justin. Justin says, how open to an extension do you think all of our assistants are? In other words, are they all looking to just get promoted as opposed to making more money? No, I mean, look, it's it's not just about money. I mean, look, it, it's, it, it's money if I'll just take Mike Mickens as an example. Does Mike Mickens believe that that it would that he should get compensated even more than he has for the job he's done? I I don't know. Should he feel that way? Absolutely, he should feel that way. I'm one of the five best defensive back coaches in college football. I should be paid like I'm five. He has a family to take care of. I mean, anyone should do that and say, hey, I think I'm worth this. And then the the institution or your boss or whoever can decide, no, you are worth that or not, and, and decide to do so. But they should certainly want that. But if it was just about money, then the guys would these guys would be just jumping from place to place. I, I'm I'm sure that there were people throwing money to Al Golden for D coordinator jobs and and Mike Mickens and things like that. So I think they're bought into what Notre Dame is doing, but they also have families to take care of, and they also have you know careers that 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 they're trying to to, to build on, and and they're going to be guys that are are going to be going into situations in their careers where you know like Dela McCullough has been there very open. I want to be a head football coach. Mike Mickens wants to be a defensive coordinator, eventually head football coach. So those things are going to come along and and they're going to look for those promotions and hopefully they happen at Notre Dame. But, you know, so, so I, I think this, I think this, the situation is there. They're all willing to stay unless they get an offer. They just can't refuse financially or they get a promotion, but you'd be a fool, a fool. In my opinion, if you're valued at a place and somebody else comes and offers you money to not you in you, but you still want to stay, you'd be a fool. I, I'll be on. I, I interviewed someone for a job and, and he was close to taking it, decided not to take it. And I said, look, man, you know, if you need to take this offer back to your bosses and use it to 
get a pay raise, do it. You'd be a fool not to do that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just that's kind of what you do. But I do think there's buy-in. There's buy-in with Dean McCullough, in my opinion. There's buy, and not just to Marcus Freeman, but to the kids, to to the to the 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 um, what Notre Dame stands for when it comes to the type of football program they're trying to have. Drew Bowles thought when we got our Taylor Swift tickets, Christmas came early. This is a double whammy on early early Christmas. I. I know I'm excited about one of those. I can't tell you that I have much feeling on on the other one. But as long as you're excited, then I'm excited for you. Ryan Loftus with a super chat. Ryan says, Denbrock is coming to Notre Dame and is arguably the best roster of his coaching career thus far. The way classes are beginning to stack. Imagine with Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, and Deuce Knight. And that's a, something I tweeted out earlier today, kind of saying, you know, these guys are going to really like playing for this guy. Uh, stack, I mean, well... I mean, we'd have to we'd have to debate that. I mean, if you just compare it to the twenty three LSU roster, I, I don't see a scenario in which the starting wide receivers at Notre Dame in twenty twenty four are going to be better than the LSU receivers in twenty twenty three. You know, Riley Leonard's going to have to make a big jump at Notre Dame to be better than what Jaden Daniels was in twenty twenty three. I think the offensive line next year will be more talented. It won't be as experienced as the LSU twenty twenty three offensive line. You know, their tight end, the Taylor kid, was a pretty solid football player for LSU this year. I like Notre Dame's tight end room certainly better than that. I think Notre Dame definitely has a better running back room. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it, it's it's close. I, I Look, if LSU had a defense this year that was just solid, they're, they're probably a playoff team, Ryan. I mean, I, like – I I think they're probably eleven and one going into playing Georgia in the SEC title game. Who knows what they would have done in that game if Kelly would have been able to do it? But just look that that was a championship caliber playoff team this year. Just yeah. And this notion that they were just they were just Jaden Daniels playing street ball, I think, is very disrespectful to the job of the coach that they did coaching wise. But also, I mean, he threw some balls that were dimes this year, but he also threw some balls where it's like I just trust my guy; he's going to go make a play. So I'm going to give him sure. a chance to go make it. And the guy goes and makes it. I mean, there was a, a great confidence he had in his teammates. It wasn't like, I got to go do this by myself. It's yeah. it, it's a lot easier. to You're going to be looser and, and and more on point when you're just like, dude, I just got dudes. I'm going to go throw the ball to them. And the emergence of Brian Thomas this year really took that receiving core to another level. Because it was like kind of yep. – like you can see it in the Florida State game. They were like, we're not going to let Malik Neighbors beat us. And he still was able to get open several times in that game. But once I mean, Brian Thomas guys, had like a 70 yard touchdown against yeah, Florida State, I yeah. think, or something like that. But so, once that yeah. emergence happened and you started to have to worry about him and Nason Taylor and those kind of it's like, okay, this is a much harder off deep offense to stop. So in some yeah. areas, I think that's true. In others, I you know, do I think Riley Leonard might have more NFL draft potential than JD? Perhaps. I I don't know. Yeah. You know, I I'm not an NFL draft guy. Do I think Riley Leonard has better physical tools in some areas? Sure. But Jaden Daniels is a very talented quarterback. And that receiving yeah. core is very talented. So in some areas, it's a it's a more talented roster. In other areas, it's not. Now, does Notre Dame have a chance in the next two, three years to have an offense that has the kind of skill talent that LSU had last year? Absolutely. That receiver. Absolutely, yeah. if they can develop it correctly. But – you know, there are some positions where Notre Dame is definitely better than LSU. And there's positions Notre Dame is as good as anybody. You know, I, yeah. talent, I'll stack Notre Dame's running back room going into next this year and going into next year against anybody. 
You know, there may be some you like better, some I like, you know, that, that I may like, but, but it's like they're in that conversation. Their receiving room is is not there yet. It's still going to be young, you know, yep. and but there's a lot of talent there. It, but for Notre Dame, it's more about the all-around balance, Ryan. You're going to have a very talented right. offensive line, but it's going to be young. You're going to have a very talented quarterback. How's he going to fit in this system? You have very talented running backs that are unproven. You're going to be loaded at tight end. Mitchell Evans is going to be hurt. The rest guys behind him are unproven. So there's there's a lot of that, but which is why it's important that the offensive coordinator have be a guy that knows what it's like to kind of take over, not a reclamation project because the numbers were great, but just like, look, we've got to kind of build in some ways sort of from scratch because we have so many young players and how do we build around them and make it fit what they're comfortable with, things like that. That's why it's so important to make that kind of hire because of yeah. that. But like, you know, it's kind of like LSU 2019. There's a lot of people shocked that they were that good, and I was even shocked they were that good. But there's a reason that I predicted them to be a playoff team that year as soon as I heard that Joe Brady was hired, not because I knew anything about Joe Brady other than his pedigree, but it was like hiring Joe Brady signified that LSU was committing to this, right? And you knew the talent was there, right? You could see the talent in 2018. It just wasn't being used. You could see Joe Burrow had talent in 2018. You could see that Justin Jefferson and Jameer Jones or Jamar Chase were dudes in 2018 or had the potential to be that they just needed to be yep. turned loose. This is a sign of a commitment by Notre Dame to be something that now you feel much more, I'm much more confident that they're going to build around what Jaden Greathouse is good at, not ask him to do other things. I'm confident sure. they're going to build around Riley Leonard and, and, and do all those type of things. And that's pretty much where it's at. In my opinion. I agree. I agree. We had Washboy01. Thank you for the super chat. You can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. Go Irish and Merry Christmas. Okay. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it. um, BR Irish Boy. Thank you so much for the super chat. Having an experienced offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator not only helps our players, it it sets up our young coaches for future successes as well. Agreed. Merry Christmas. Thanks for all the great work, guys. Hashtag Go Irish. Mm -hmm. I agree there. Mm-hmm. So I would talk about tr- coaching trees all the time. The definitely mm-hmm. definitely uh, makes a difference. Just your ordinary Joe. Hey, BK, I never quite understood why you self-imposed the shopping down a different aisle bunk, but this Marcus Freeman guy shops anywhere he wants. Then again, I guess you probably know that now. I love that, Joe. I absolutely love the shade. The pettiness coming from Joe is beautiful today, Joe. Uh, it's a great day for it, man. A, a great day for it, but... Uh... Yeah, man, it, it it was always junk, Ryan. We said it for years. I've said it since I've been doing this. Like, this is bull crap. This whole shopping, that's a choice. And that's not because you can't get other guys. Like, you know what the spin will be from the BK apologist? Well, they they altered the standards for Marcus Freeman. Do you know they didn't sign a single kid last year that was under 3.0 in the 23 class? They did not sign. Include, and that would have included if Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen signed. They yep. did not have a single kid last year whose GPA was below a 3.0, not one. Yep. So but they, they had to recruit some dudes for those teams. Exactly. They had to yep. work for those guys. Jalen McMillan liked Notre Dame a lot. They didn't get Jalen McMillan because he didn't think the head coach cared whether he came there or not. That's exactly why he didn't come to Notre Dame. It had nothing to do with grades, anything to do with the talent. It was not about shopping down a different aisle. It was more about he wanted to get on shipped and type in his order and have it delivered because he didn't want to have to do the work. That's what it boiled down to. 
with Brian Kelly. And yeah. all the people, oh, he's going to recruit way better at LSU than, um, hate to break it to y'all, but he hasn't recruited better Notre Dame once since he's been there. And you can give me all the rankings you want. I'm not trading last year's LSU class for Notre Dame's LSU class. Not doing it. And this year, nobody is because they're literally ranked ahead of LSU by everybody. Yeah. You know, so y'all are seeing what we tried to warn y'all about. And that's exactly why it's happening. And yeah. eventually, LFU, LFU, some of LFU them have LFU. said actually sorry to me, but a lot of them are still like, yeah. and anytime something good happens, oh, you know, what do you think about this? I'm like, okay, you got an insane five-star kid. I would have thrown shade at Brian Kelly no matter where he went. I actually had a pretty good relationship with LSU fans before Brian Kelly went there. Mm-hmm. And I tried to tell him. I literally said, like, I think the first tweet was LSU fans, just get ready. That's all. And yeah. I was just I was just a grumpy Notre Dame fan. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh, I was, right. I was well, upset. We'll... You loved him until he left. I'm like, yeah, you should just assume that. Yeah, well, I, we'll... Got, I got the receipts. Well, We'll, we'll see how it is this year with Garrett Nussmeyer and their wide receiver room and Matt House as their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out this year. Garrett guys, I hate to break it to you. Unless he gets I hate beat to break it to you. AJ Swan. I hate to break it to you guys, LSU fans out there, if you're listening. You guys went 9-3 and three with a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback this year. And the number one you, offense in college football. You, you, th- you throw shade at Notre Dame, but you literally had the same exact record as Notre Dame this year with a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. An easy Heisman Trophy winner, Ryan. Like, it, the vote wasn't close. The vote wasn't close. Yeah. Yeah. And you almost lost to Arkansas. You almost lost to Missouri. Like, you needed to come back to beat Florida and Texas A&M. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... Good luck next year. <laughs> yeah. Good luck next year. <laughs> yeah. They played in the SEC. So they're, yeah. you know, yeah, nine and three in the SEC is better yeah. than everyone ever. Got it. Yeah. Yep. we